Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. I am so excited today to get into this juicy conversation. I feel, I'm feeling like this conversation is going to be really, really extraordinary. (laughs) I don't know why, but I just have this like really strange feeling. We're going to like find this thread line that's going to take us through the podcast. And every podcast that I've done now feels like it should be a paid training. And I have a very very strong intuition saying that this is going to be the same. That is amazing. (laughs) Do you not feel that? I feel it's like we're just on the edge of this like full moon. Uh, Yes, I just feel it. So let's have our guest introduce herself, Daniela. Hello, everyone. I'm Daniela. Thank you, Sarah, so much for having me. I'm so happy to just, you know, have this incredible conversation that's ahead of us. It's giving me like butterflies. So just for everybody that is listening to this conversation, I'm a spiritual mentor and I love all things multidimensional, intuition, soul growth, soul expansion, anything that has to do with like bridging the gap between the unseen world and the 3D world. It's my zone of expertise. And I usually work with women who are like super successful, especially in the 3D world. And then they find themselves, you know, at some point caring more about how they feel and their connection to, to something that they can't even call, you know, what it is. And, and it's starting to like shift their lives from, you know, the external, uh, success towards the internal success to really balance their life and reconnect to their own intuition, to their soul guidance and realign to their soul purpose and the way they are truly meant to share themselves with the world. So that's basically what I do. And the most beautiful thing is like we, I have a a way of activating people to the things that they cannot name, the things that they cannot touch yet. And, and in a very easy digestible way that all of a sudden you get out of a conversation with me and you're like, Oh my God, did I just activate all my psychic abilities? Did I just connect it to angels? Like what just happened? And it, it happens so naturally with me and my clients. And, and all of that is a combination of, of healing the body, healing our relationship with ourselves, healing the past. And at the same time, activating that, that guidance that comes from like, I call it the whispers of the soul. Mm-mm-mm. That is so good. I love that. And it's so interesting because I do something similar. And I would love to hear how you hold space within a conversation. This is something I've noticed a lot recently is the healing comes from conversation, not necessarily modality. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. I love that because it you know, when we talk about modality, it's like I am a reflector in human design. So I'm able to see the broadness of all modalities and always. And I truly work beyond the field of right and wrong, because that's when we actually allow ourselves to receive the coding and the remembrance of our own body. So my, my teachings are basically, you know, in the principle of we're just remembering things within ourselves and the language in which we allow, you know, those things to come through. It really depends on you know, where we grow up and who we've been and what we feel connected to, you know? So it doesn't matter the modality in which it's being taught to you. What really matters is, is that modality is speaking your language. And if it is, then magic is going to happen on the other side. Yes, 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 yes. And it's, um, I'm curious, do you do a lot of allowing people to tap into their own soul's language and understanding 
what the body is saying, because I often find that our soul is speaking to us and it comes in and like this frequency. We're like, I don't understand. I don't understand. It happens a lot with, um, for me, like I've noticed like autoimmune, right? It's like, that's just the body speaking to us and we're trying to understand the language. And so I'm curious if you do that work as well, like helping people tap into the language that their body is speaking to them. Yes. So I love this conversation. I love where this is going. So the way I teach it, and I teach it this way, again, and not because it's, it's a modality and not because it's like, you know, it's said stone rules, but it's because it's the way that I find it to be easier to digest for my people. So the first thing that I would say is like, the soul has a language and the body has a language and they are different. And then on top of that, we have the, the, the language of our you know logical, rational mind. So we have their logical, rational mind, who's the one that allows us to you know live and, and be safe within the 3D world. And then there is the body who's the vessel of our soul, basically our home here on earth. And then the soul, it's living inside of our body. So the 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 guidance of the soul is the guidance of constant evolution and constant expansion and one of the things that i've noticed about the the language of the soul it's like a lot of the times we get super frustrated about not listening or not hearing the whispers of the soul because we think it's got to only feel good as long as you know mm. my guidance and my intuition and my um, angels are speaking something that is within my comfort zone and that feels good in the body then I allow it in. So we make the, a lot of the times we make the guidance of the soul wrong because it takes us out of our comfort zone. And that is when another thing that happens is like the body, like the, the, the best and most effective way to listen to the, to the language of the soul is to understand the language of the body because the body is the home. So as long as you feel safe in the body and you understand what the body needs because the body is always talking. If it needs rest, if it needs water, if it needs food, like it's always in constant. And if it's something that, you know, you're putting yourself in, in a, in a space that definitely does not feed you energetically or even physically in a way that is nourishing for your body, your body's going to speak. So the first thing, like the bottom line of this is the body goes first. Because once we feel safe at home, once we feel like, just like, think about this, you've had a crazy day and you go home and you like candles and you, you know, put on like so cozy pajamas and some like slippers and put like nice music. And all of a sudden there's a space you can relax in the, the essence of your own body. It's like, oh, I'm home. And then once we're in that moment of safety, when there is that moment of, of I'm okay, my, you know, um, survival things and like the basic needs, like all of that is met. All of a sudden we find inspiration and creativity and like, Ooh, what if I do this? And what if I do that? And what if I move this direction? And that then is the, the soul guiding, but now it's not going to feel so scary because we feel safe inside of us. Mm. I'd love to come back. There was a point that you kind of, uh, touched on with the soul not always guiding us to things that feel amazing, right? Like sometimes those things take us out of our comfort zone. And that's something that I speak on a lot is I see this image being portrayed of the feminine, 
truly um, just relax, just relax and take a bath and you'll receive everything you want. And it, there's a piece of me that really like cries. Cause I'm like, that isn't the only way. And in fact, that will probably keep you really, really stuck because there mm. are processes that you will need to go through that are very painful, which is the only word that I can kind of point, but it's not necessarily yeah. a pain. We are accustomed to it's a discomfort that we're not willing to move into and I'm curious your thoughts on kind of what's being portrayed and pushed out in that realm and how we need to come back to this idea of duality so I think the best way and as you're literally saying that I have chills all over my body because what I'm about to speak in this is basically what my brand is like based on nowadays is like I feel super uncomfortable and super vulnerable the way I share everything is it's so true to me but this is the way that I found that people really resonate with my work it's when I am out of my comfort zone sharing something that is so true to me so here it is <laughs> but here is the best way that I can share that very thin line and very fine line between the soul guiding us just something that is uncomfortable but something that is safe because that's the difference right so mm -hmm. the soul guidance is never going to ask you to jump out of a balcony <laughs> yeah like it's never going to ask you to like do crazy you know rational things it is going to guide you to feel like to feel discomfort and it is going to ask you to do things that maybe you don't feel ready for yet mm -hmm. and so I'm going to give you an example of my life so I was back in right now it's February and back in it when was this it was like September last year I turned 30 and I came to visit my my family in Miami and I remember and this is the soul it's really sneaky you're, you're gonna see this whole story so I came you know to celebrate my 30th and my mom has moved to this beautiful building that is like literally like a resort it is set up as a hotel and you have a pool and you have like services and it's literally like living in a resort it's the most beautiful thing and I remember asking my mom you know I have gone so well in my business and all of a sudden you know the abundance that I have around is incredible and I was telling her like oh my god I could actually they wouldn't it be nice if I could come here for like a month or two maybe even three months and and create content and be here in this beautiful space and that would be something that I can absolutely do so I started the manifestation of that but it came as a desire like wouldn't that be super 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 fun but here is what I have to say about manifestations and I don't know Sarah if you can relate to this it's like you know our desires are like the the push, the, you know, future calling, but what we're actually signing up for is to become the person that is a match to that. The, the whole journey that it's going to take us through and how we're going to grow through that experience is what actually going to give us like richness, wealth. So anyway, I manifested the whole thing is December. I wanted to come. I wanted to be here January, February, and March. So I found the perfect apartment. Like everything happened magically and actually share the story of how I manifested it on my Instagram and everybody loved the story. But anyway, I did manifest it and I thought this was going to be so magical and so great. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I found myself. So I am with a partner and we've been together for nine years and I live in Sweden with my partner. So this was going to be three months by myself here in Miami. And I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to have, you know, so much fun and create so much content and be by myself. I love a space. We're very, very independent beings in, in within our relationship. We're very sovereign in our relationship. Anyway, what has come through is that this is such a next level for me 
this is such an up level for me that being here, even though it was a soul guidance, even though it was like, oh, this is so exciting. What is happening now in this moment is that I didn't know that the lesson that was wrapped up in this beautiful bow, it was the lesson of finding safety within myself. So I literally been stripped away of everything that gives me comfort, my partner, my city, my, even the business, the way I set it up, because at home, I am so comfortable. I'm comfortable with, you know, the way things are and the way my partner and I, I, and, and I'm just very comfortable within my space. So now I moved and stripped away all of that. And basically I found myself more lonely than I've ever been, more sad than I've ever been. Like really, I, I have nobody right now. And even though of course my family's here, but it's a different thing. Like I know that I'm being led to be my own safe safety, be my own person. It's everything has been stripped away. There's things that I don't even know what's the next, that when the next step, like right now, it's just an unknown stage in my life. And even in my business, so many things have been stripped away that in this moment, I find myself at the end of the day, like in this, like, oh, now I'm going to be alone. Like now the, the lights are off. I'm done with work. I'm done with this. It's just me in this apartment by myself. And I don't want to turn on the TV because it's just be this connection. But it is uncomfortable. It has mm -hmm. been uncomfortable to sit with myself, to be in silence, to cry and not have anybody comfort me. The, that has been extremely uncomfortable. So would I make it wrong and say like, oh, my God, this is not working. This, this doesn't feel good. Let me go back. Or understanding that it was the soul that was saying, love, there is a piece of you that wants to return back online and wants to be its own sovereign being, especially because I teach so much about sovereign leadership. This is the perfect thing. Does it feel good? Absolutely not. Sometimes all I want to do is call a friend and say, hey, can we go out? <laughs> because I want to, you know, not feel the discomfort of feeling the things that have been there for such a long time. That is the deeper healing that now takes me to a next level in my business and in my leadership. So good. And I can so relate to that. And that is something I was thinking about this morning is um, I did an ice bath this morning and did this meditation. And the reason why was because I had like full emotional breakdown, just like on the floor, like pounding the floor. We have a punching bag in the mm. garage, punching, just like letting it all out, crying, screaming, doing the processing work. Right. And it was uncomfortable. And I, all I wanted to do was just pick my phone up and like scroll some Instagram or do something to like, not do that, to not, mm -hmm. to make that wrong. And it's, I think that one of the things I see missing in a, in leadership, um, and online is that we hold back that uncomfortable experiences and we don't let people see that part. Now I'm not one for like projecting all of your stuff on to the internet, but I do think that understanding everybody is going through these uncomfortable processes and it's okay. And that's right. But it doesn't mean that you're being led on the wrong path. And mm. I love that you're speaking about this because it's so important. You could easily just hop on a plane and leave and be like, forget this. I'm, I'm Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. hundred percent. Like there's so I could cure comfort. it. I could put I could put a band-aid on it so quickly and so fast. So here's the piece is does it include baths and meditation and candles and yoga and all of the things that we talk about the feminine? 
Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I move through that breath work, all of those things. I do that on my own and I do all that. And then after that, it's like, okay, what do I need now to like soak this in, to give myself love? So here's what I believe that it's also missing a little bit is when when we guide and I, and I have a course that is a, there's a course that is 21 days and it's called liberation. And it's basically emotional intelligence and, and how to process emotions in a way that actually liberates more pieces of who we are. And what I, what I teach there is, it's not just about going and punching pillows and going and screaming and going and doing these things. It's finding the piece of us, the masculine piece of us that witnesses our inner child, that witnesses the chaos of the feminine, that witnesses the alchemy that is ever happening in an environment that feels safe so that we gather evidence to know I've got myself. There's nothing that I can't not move through. There is nothing that I can't not process. There is nothing that I don't, that I that I don't, or that I will leave myself for, because the thing is, I've got myself. And the more we gather evidence on that, the more we, you know, we have the, the ritual and all of that. And, and we find that safety within the same thing that I'm talking about. When we say, I've got myself, I don't need to be rescued. I'm not a victim. All of that is alchemy. And finding that safety of gathering their evidence of, I can move through this comfort and find the alchemy on the other side changes the game. Yes, yes. The integration piece, it's like you're mm. processing, 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 cool. Don't get stuck there. Make sure that the processing is leading you to an integration, leading you yes. to that next step. Because yeah. there's that that thing that happens where we just get in the healing um, wheel, where you're just yeah. healing, healing, <laughs> healing. And you're like, okay, you're done. Like you need to go experience joy and experience, you know, what else life has to give you now that you've integrated this. And I really, there's something that you put. Um, so I have all the guests fill out this little form so that I can kind of like see where we're going. And you put an impact of near-death experiences. And I do believe that this is literally what we're talking about. Now, we're not talking about an actual physical death and having to come back to life, but we're talking about these pieces of that, yes, have to die in order for us to integrate a new life. And so I'm curious if you've seen these correlations between near-death experiences and the emotional or spiritual death that we go through as we integrate kind of new beingness in our life. Yeah, I think that is so beautiful and actually haven't necessarily looked, looked at it that way, but it actually has a correlation. But what I would say there is, you know, when we are moving through a near-death experience, what happens is one of the biggest things that happens is that we first are in denial of it happening. So when I when I move people through a spiritual awakenings or spiritual ascensions, which basically a spiritual awakening is usually the very beginning of our spiritual journey. And the ascensions are the, the deeper pieces of integration that continue to move through our lives. So, but the first thing is denial. It's like, this is not happening. I don't want this. Uh, no, let me, let me stop it. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> so the first thing is like grasping to that reality so, so hard and trying to 
fit into who we have been, even though it doesn't feel comfortable anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, let me, let me try to, you know, watch the things that I used to watch and talk to the people that I used to talk to and, and try to fit in into the, the old structure of my business, just because I was, I found safety within. So that's one of the first like stages of like, denial. No, no, please no. <laughs> and then after that, what happens is when, when we allow the, okay, okay, okay. I think this is happening. The first thing that happens, it's like that, like regret and frustration about, you know, I could have done this and I want to do this. And like, this is not happening. And what, you know, all the regrets about what I did and I didn't do and the, the steps that I took and the steps that I didn't and all of the things, it starts this like inner chaos between like, now nothing really makes sense because I don't want to do this and I didn't do this and I didn't do that. It's like that kind of like regret and guilt and frustration about our, our present reality. And, and the stage next after that, once we find a support to understand like, it is, you're meant to move through this stage of, of frustration and, and like things don't make sense and all of the things. The next stage is to find the gratitude for what has been. Mm-hmm. To find the, listen, I did, I did what I could within the consciousness that I was living in. And, and that is so that true because had. I, re- yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, I may not have done to my fullest capacity, but I definitely did what I could have in the moment. And trying to fix the past, it's like impossible. So, yeah. and that's one of the things that we try to do all the time. I want to fix yesterday and I want to fix the day before and I want to fix. And it's like, well, the only way to fix that, quote unquote, is to actually find gratitude for that. So you don't create it anymore. Mm. So then is understanding like, Thank you. And as, and this is the piece of, of emotional intelligence, emotional process. Thank you for this. I see you. I witness you. I allow you to, to, to matter. Mm-hmm. And in that process is when like there is the, the, the death of that piece of us, the death that can actually finally take place of you've served me so much. You've got me here. Like one of the things that I tell my clients, it's like, you know what? Like, be so thankful for the woman that brought you here because that was the woman that brought you here. That's not maybe the woman who's going to take you to the next thing that we're going to create together, but it's the woman that brought you here. Period. Like, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in your life right now. You got to look and say the woman all the way up to this moment, even the woman yesterday. Thank you. Mm. And in that, I feel like there is less like grasping Mm-hmm. towards that old identity towards that old I usually say like going through a spiritual ascension and a, like a, a rebirth it's like trying to fit into old clothes yeah they don't fit anymore they're not your style anymore but were they your style before yes and they were wonderful <laughs> but now you know now maybe you want something different because they don't fit anymore. They're not your style anymore. So it's the same thing. It's like, thank you so much for how far we've come. Mm. Now. And that's the space. Like I remember when I was, you know, when I had my near-death experience and I have talked to so many people that have gone through near-death experiences and you do come. And for anybody that is afraid to death, I, I say, I have to say this. We are so afraid to die, to die but when we're actually dying, we don't want to take anything with us nothing. We don't care. 
That's literally, I've talked to so many people and you get to a point after you move through this and you find gratitude for your life and you find gratitude for who you've been that you literally disconnect. It's the most surreal thing in the world. And you just find peace, contentment, neutrality. It is surreal, like surreal. But in that moment, when I touch that moment, and I've been talking about spirituality and teaching yoga and teaching, you know, um, all these concepts of, of something with something more than us for many years. But it was not until that moment in my near death experience that I really realized, wow, we are actually like so much more than this. And but in that moment, I remember saying, now that you have that much space that you don't really, you're not grasping anymore. You're not holding onto it anymore. You're not regretting it anymore. You have a space. That's when you can choose again. And I made that prom, I made a promise in that moment that has changed my life and has got me to, you know, multiple six figure business to a woman that is, you know, changing lives to a woman that has changed my entire reality. Like my life right now, it's just so beautiful and so crazy. I can't even, and it, it was this promise that got me to this moment in which the promise was, if I do get a new chance, if I can do it again, if I have one more day to live, I will choose differently and I will choose again and I will do my best. So, but if I don't have that chance, I'm also living in perfect gratitude and grace. So for all of us who are talking here and, you know, I did have another chance and I did, you know, turn my life around, but not because my life before sucked, but because I had another chance and I wanted to do something different with it, but it had to come the, the, the acceptance and the letting go of that bag that I was carrying in that moment about the past, not being perfect. Mm. And it is in that like a space of, of grieving process and letting go, letting go of pieces of us that has brought us to this moment that no longer are the ones who are going to lead us to where we are going now. Mm, I love that image of the bag. I was just talking about that last night in ceremony of how we, the past is just, it's dead and there it's bones. Mm -hmm. And we hold on to these dead bones when really they turn to dust and they're the ones that um, fertilize the earth. And that's where we plant the new seed. That's where we plant the new life, but we can't have a fertilized soil. If we're not willing to let go of the past, if we're not willing to let go of the bones, then, and I, I have this theory that because of um, largely, I think Western society is very scared of death. We, we have seen it play out like whatever your frequency is or, or wherever you lay on the um, term of the pandemic, we can see no matter where you are, that there is a very much a huge fear of death and a huge fear of dying. And I think that that has impacted so many people's lives to the point where you just said, like, I made this choice. I think that there are so many people who are making that choice now of saying like, mm -hmm. I want to do it different. And I don't know if you have seen that in your work and kind of in your world, the same um, energy and essence of, I want to do it different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's, you know, and, but here we come back to the very beginning of the conversation. It's like, just the fact that you want to do it differently doesn't mean that it's going to be comfortable. <laughs> doesn't mean that's going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies. You know, what's on the other side is 
incredible expansion and incredible depths of what you're able to feel and experience within your human life. But that does not mean that now the path is going to be just rainbows and butterflies, you know, so it is going to be that, but there's also going to be so many other things that are part of the human experience. But another thing when you're talking about like, you know, we, we can't carry death. It's like, it is just pieces. Like what is the past anyway? The past is pieces of us that no longer are there is there is no longer service for them to be online and there is a completion you know when you go to a ceremony and i'm sure you do ceremonies there is a point in the ceremony where there is like an ending like a closure of the ceremony and you're so grateful for for what you move through in that ceremony and then you bring it to a closure it's the same thing with the pieces of us Mm -hmm. It's like slates that we have, like dresses that we have, Mm -hmm. clothing that we have. And it's like, thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. Now I put you in the fire and then what's next? And then I put you in the fire and that's what's next. Mm -hmm. But I think that the the fear, the real fear there is that when we, when we're burning these pieces of who we are, when we're letting them die, we release identity and identity is what gives us a safe, a sense of safety. I like the sense of safety. The sense of safety. That's the key. (laughs) Yes. So, but the safety is only found within, which is the Mm -hmm. process that I'm doing now. It's like when you don't have an identity, when you don't have things to grasp anymore outside of you, the only way to go is in. Mm -hmm. And And if you've never made that journey in, that Mm. can be really, really scary. And that's where that uncomfortableness comes. Because imagine if you have an abandoned home, an abandoned house. I don't know if you ever did this as a kid, but we would definitely find abandoned houses and like go in there. It's the most scariest experience, (laughs) right? Because you're like, what's in here? And, you know, we sometimes we would go in like, you know, neighborhoods that were a bit sketchy and you'd find just like very strange items in there. And as a kid, now I know what they were. Like this was like people using drugs in these houses. So like, I'm like, what is all this? You know, but as as a kid, I was like, I don't know what this is. And you get so scared in these abandoned homes, but really there's nothing scary about it. It's just the home that hasn't been taken care of. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when we do that work of coming inward and we never have, it's a similar experience as a child going into an abandoned home because essentially it is right. You're not an adult going inside. You're that like inner child going within to find the safety. Yes. So I'm curious if you have like that kind of experience or have had people in your world that like, it's very hard for them to go within. Yes, because it's, it's, it's the unknown. Mm -hmm. That is the piece. The piece is like, we continue to, to be afraid of the unknown, but the truth is we're living the unknown. (laughs) Like even if we find, you know, sense of safetyness um, by things around and people around or whatever, it's like, yeah, but we don't know what we don't know. I mean, I literally woke up one day, like any other day, and I wanted to visit my family to celebrate um, days after Christmas. So I got on a plane, like any other time that I've gotten on a plane, super normal, fall asleep, like the first five minutes of the plane, because that's usually what I do. I don't know about you, but I get into a plane and I am like, I'm passed out. Everybody's, you know, putting their 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 yeah. luggages and, and kids crying and it's, it's a freaking revolution. And I'm there just passed out like a baby yeah. <laughs> within minutes. And then I open my eyes and like, Oh, you're there. Well, how wonderful. So just like that, any other day I woke up, I, you know, packed my things, went to the airport, got in the airplane. And all of a sudden I found myself in a near death experience, just like that. So the thing is, 
we don't know what it's going to happen tomorrow. We live in the unknown. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that instead of wanting the unknown not to feel scary, can you allow yourself to gather the evidence that you can feel discomfort? And it does not mean that your earth is shattering. It does not mean that your identity is shattering. It's that you're building new pieces of the home that you are. Yeah, that you already have laid the foundation for. I think people forget. Mm. They're like, oh, I have to start new. You're like, you're never starting new. You always have this beautiful foundation that you have made. Whether you think it's good or not, it is good because you're standing on it. Like it is solid because you're there and you wouldn't be here if you didn't have a solid foundation, whether it feels rocky or however the emotions feel at that moment, you know, that you're never building from nothing. And Mm -hmm. I, I find that that's what happens when you go within is that you start to see, oh, there's so much beauty in here after you get over that kind of like fear and the scary and the unknown, you know, I just, I just, I just had like this huge crazy vision and I just have to share it so you're talking about this haunted house when you're a kid you're so scared right like you walk into this this haunted house and you're like oh my goodness and you want your friends (laughs) around and you want to make noise because you don't want it to be too quiet but the thing is that we've got to remember that now we're we're entering this house as an adult it feels like we're entering as a child that's why there is the piece of us the masculine piece of us that's got to hold us through the entering of the haunted house because he's going to feel like a child because our programming is the programming of a child the problem the, pro- the programming of when that you know created an identity in your reality so maybe you're five maybe you're eight maybe you're 12 but you've got to remember that even if it feels like a, like a child that it's meant to feel like that you men you're meant to feel when you're moving through those through that transformation through that alchemy it's going to feel like you're entering a haunted house as a child but you've got to remember that you have your adult back with you mm-hmm. that your adult self is there walking that in your adult knows it is not a haunted house. It is a house and it's just dark and it's just, you know, needs some taking care of and we're probably going to make it super pretty and it's going to be the most beautiful thing. Wow. I love that. And I love all the references in the story of, I've just been, um, I was just like reading a little bit uh, recently and just how these, how story is such a beautiful thing that we have slowly kind of gotten away from and how everything used to be taught in story. Everything used to be taught in circle. And it was the shared experiences and how, and that is how we moved through things. And we got so much in like that logical kind of ABC then story got taken out of everything. And Mm. I feel, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling this connection back to storytelling, back to these um, pieces of us that kind of got ripped away. Right. And now we're coming back into that story, which I do think is bringing these beautiful connection um, in not only as a community, but also within and mm-hmm. I love that you share that kind of about the, the child self going into this unknown experiences, knowing that you have the adult, because that's also having that kind of essence. It reminds me of your adult self telling the child a story and you right, and like telling the story and having the story lead you into a lesson rather mm-hmm. than just a lesson, which feels yeah. harsh and feels hard and feels 
painful and like you don't want to hear just the lesson you want to hear the story of why it happened and so I love that you're kind of like bringing that into this conversation (laughs) it is so true I mean learning through stories just allows our brain to really you know grasp the whole thing without so much resistance of the analytical mind Mm -hmm. Mm. so you've mentioned a few times in this conversation I want to circle back around just kind of like as our last topic of safety in the body. And I know that's something you've, you've said mold. I know, like I've like looked at your stuff and I know it's something you teach on and like, just really feeling safety before you make, uh, your next step or your next move is like feeling the safety in the body and then moving, knowing that you'll be uncomfortable, knowing that you're going into the unknown, but that safety kind of in the body. And I'm wondering if there's like one thing you can give, Um, the audience of how to create that. Now, I know it's different for everybody and all of that, but I know there's sometimes just like one key thing that will like bring us back to that in the body. So, and also I want to tie this up with, especially when we are, because this is a lot of the work that I do about the development of psychic abilities and the development of connection Mm -hmm. to source and connection to um, energies. And one of the biggest pieces why people feel not connected to it or block it in some way, because my teachings are based in the fact that we are it and it's always there. It's just whether we're accessing it or not. And one of the biggest things is because they don't feel safe in the body. So that's the first thing is like, let's, it is important to feel grounded and to feel safe so that we allowed something that feels scary and something that feels unknown to enter our field. So with that said, one of the things that I can share that it's a practice that definitely takes practice Mm -hmm. is the gathering of evidence that you are capable of moving through uncomfort. So what does that look like? That looks like doing something that you, that brings you comfortability and break that pattern. So for example, let's say you're a people pleaser. Let's say that you are very bad with boundaries. Let's say that you don't know how to say no. So let's start with that. Say no. Mm. And how does that look like? It's going to look like um, um, situations in your life that are going to feel like, oh my God, I can't say no in this one. That's the Mm. one that you should say no. Because the first thing is, is it a no in the body or is it a yes in the body? You got to honor the no in the body. So let's say it's a no in the body. You're going to find yourself in, you know, family, friends, clients, business, team, all of those relationships. And you're going to find where you have abandoned yourself and you have said yes when it is a no. So then you're going to find yourself in a situation in which you are going to say no. Is it going to feel comfortable? No, it's going to feel so uncomfortable. So the work here to find safety in the body is to take yourself through that pattern through that situation, through that experience of uncomfortability. So let's say you are very hard at saying no to your partner when you're really tired. And you usually say yes, and it's like a halfway thing. And the next day you're kind of mad and a little bit like, ah, right? So the, the idea here is to say no and to feel the uncomfortability, all the feelings that come with saying no, because you feel like you disappointed him because you feel like, you know, he's going to say this and he's going to say no, and you should do this. And all those things, can you allow yourself, the adult of the story to say, hi, we're here. It's not that scary. It's not a haunted house. We're fine. And to allow yourself to cope with that, you're going to find the evidence that the adult is there. Once we know that the adult is there and we've gathered the evidence, again, practice, practice and practice and practice, building that 
kind of evidence towards, you know, our ability to hold ourselves through uncomfortability, we're going to feel more safe in the body because we're not going to abandon our needs and, and our yeses and our noses and our, our boundaries because we're going to know we've got ourselves. And it's, it's a slow drip. I think oftentimes people want to move so fast in these practices and get to the next step of their journey that they forget that this is a slow drip. It's a slow practice. It's not a let's rush to see how fast we can make ourselves uncomfortable. And I think that's the biggest piece that I see often is slow, just go slower. Like you can say, no, I don't want extra sauce on something at the restaurant to start. You don't have to start with like the biggest boundary you've ever set in your whole life and then put your nervous system into this like crazy experience as you're like ah, freaking out. So I love that you say that like it's a practice, it's a practice, it's a practice because there are going to be times that you say no and then you might go back, mm, actually, maybe that was a yes. And that's okay too. And so practicing it rather than trying to be perfect on the first one, because you probably won't ever be perfect at it. And it's this slow little drip rather than this massive waterfall that comes through. Um, so I love that you kind of point that out and, and mention practice uh, rather than like, just try it once and you'll be good. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like, as you say, like that gathering of evidence. And even the first times when we quote unquote fail, but we've taken ourselves a little farther. Let's mm -hmm. say you said no. And then you're like, okay, okay. Yes. Yes. But even that little like piece between like saying no and that uncomfortability, it's like one step forward. So it really depends on where we are, of course, within our nervous system, you know, and where we are within our lives and how, how boundaries have had a meaning in our lives. Um, but it's absolutely a practice and the better it gets, the better it gets. Yes, 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 yes. So I'd love to end the podcast just kind of with um, one sentence, one takeaway that you really want to give people here um, that, you know, that will impact their lives. And I have to tell you that I've had, I think, five now um, interviews this past month and every single person has said the same thing almost the same energy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. So I, and it, it makes sense. I won't say what it is. Right. But it makes sense. And I, it is totally like, yes. So it's kind of like someone who maybe is just starting this journey or maybe they've been on it. Um, what is like one kind of sentence, one or two sentences that you could give that really would bring it home to them? I think what I would say is, you know, within my experience of the near-death experience is, you know, be grateful for how far you've come and be grateful to the woman that has brought you to this moment. Mm -hmm. Now you get a second chance, this moment, this moment, this moment, today and tomorrow and the day after. So what are you doing with that? What are you doing with that new chance? It's not about fixing what is, it's about choosing again with the new day that you were gifted to be in this life. Thank you. Oh, so amazing. And I say every time this should have been a pain training. It is so incredible to have such powerhouse women really on the podcast. And I'm just really thankful for you that you came and that we did this. And so um, if you want to share, if you have anything going on in your world, um, if you want to share a little bit about like something that maybe you're like promoting or doing, I would love to hear it. And then we can like sign off. So I'm so excited.
Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this space and this energy because it has really been so nice to be within this space and, and to just talk about this conversation that's just so juicy. So for anybody that is listening and resonates with my energy and activate you in any way and you want to explore the multidimensionality in your life and in your business, one of the things that is happening right now is that I love teaching people how to channel. So I am a trans channel. I don't know if you've ever, if you even know what that is, but trans channeling is when I allow my full body to be the transmission of, of divine source. So a lot of people use channeling to either channeling their teachings or channeling their courses or channeling, you know, their wisdom and information that they share with other people. And channeling can be used. And basically channeling what it is, is like translating divine knowledge, translating energy into the 3D world. And it can be used in so many ways. And I've done all, and I love teaching people not only how to become a pure channel, how to become an incredible channel, but how to find the way in which it's meant to be in their lives. Like whether it's a trans channeling, whether it is a, you know, voice channeling, whether it is, you know, uh, cognitive channeling, like there's so many different ways. And that's one of my programs that is coming up very soon. That is a four week program that is called pure channel. And that is just, I think it's, it's a language that it's literally, for everybody. Like we've got to be able to, to have our pure channels to listen to divine guidance and to translate that into our human reality. Wow. That's going to be an incredible offering. And I cannot wait to see kind of like what comes of that and how I love to see also like the, when people evolve within the, that four weeks. And then Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but when they evolve, when you start to see the eight the 12, the 16, six months, a year out of somebody doing that transformative work in that four weeks. And then what kind of aligns for them, you know, as they move forward in life. Yeah. It's very magical. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. And if, of course, they're the best place to find me, if you're curious about all of this, it's on Instagram. My Instagram handle is I am Daniela Arango. Thank you.